Welcome to the Blockchain Reaction Podcast. My name is Mike Fay. This show is about crypto and blockchain businesses. It is completely member-supported through the Blockchain Reaction service on Seeking Alpha. That's where you'll find the full episodes and video archive, as well as a whole lot more. This month on Blockchain Reaction, Moonstream co-founder Jay Williams. So it allows a bunch of microbackers to support a project and they actually trade their stake in that project. Before we get to the more interesting stuff, let's get the disclaimer out of the way. The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast are those of myself and my guest. None of this is investment advice or a solicitation for you to buy any financial instrument. I am not a licensed investment advisor. This content is for informational purposes only. All right, let's get started. Gex, thanks so much for joining. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it, Mike. No, no doubt. It's uh, it's good to connect with you. We had been in the works for several weeks and uh, finally have uh, time to connect together and, and talk about yourself, talk about Moonstream and, and what you and your team are building with that project. So before we get to that, let's briefly just dive in on who you are, uh, what's your background and you know why sure. you entered this space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is Jay Williams. Uh, really funny, it's spelled G-E-X, pronounced J. Everyone gets it wrong, so I, I kind of answer to whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, no worries at all. I always say that you know it's a family name, so I say they messed it up once and they just kind of kept going. But I only I only know you in a two dimensional environment with text. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll answer to anything. Gex, Jex, that guy, whatever's Jex. good. But. Yeah, so um, so Jay Williams, I have a background in film and then networking and IT, uh, which is kind of how I got into blockchain stuff eventually. Actually, I went down that rabbit hole a couple, year and a half ago now. So I was actually, uh, so I, I went to film school. I have a film production degree. I worked in the, in the industry for a little bit, uh, worked on a number of, of projects, some films, some commercials. Um, culminated, I have my own film company and we produced and distributed a indie feature film called Control Dance, which was kind of focused on this niche uh, jazz dance community around the world. And um, we ended up premiering in 50 plus cities across the world. We're translated into 12 plus languages. Um, great success for a little indie film. Uh, but a, a little ways before I'd done that, I'd started a transition into the networking world. When I was going through film school, I actually worked as an IT consultant to kind of pay the bills. Uh, and then coming out of film school, I was going to kind of fold that whole company down. But um, I found I was a little bit too much of an entrepreneur to let that happen. I saw a, a market opportunity with at the time. The cloud was becoming really big. A bunch of businesses were still on local servers. Um, so we launched a company called UpNow. Uh, which basically brought cloud-based networking to businesses across the U.S. Um, and that was launched in about 2012. Uh, and that's still running and it serves clients all across the U.S. And we do a lot of network and uh, just IT infrastructure for different companies. And it was from that that I kind of got into blockchain. I was actually looking into IPFSS. I was looking in the way that kind of alternate ways to route traffic um, and I kind of came to it from the technology side, I guess, more than even the currency side. I was really interested in just some of the bottlenecks that we have now in our existing uh, kind of network infrastructure space, how we communicate across the globe and ways to kind of get around that and strengthen it really from some of those weak bottleneck points. 
And that's how, that's how I got into to blockchain technology. And then from there, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I obviously, you know, read the Bitcoin white paper that made a bunch of sense. Um, got into a couple of different technologies, landed on Solana just because I was newer to the space. So I didn't have sort of the past, um, you know, really, if you got into blockchain, probably in 2013 or 2014, you're probably like a big, like, right, like Bitcoin or Ethereum person. And kind of coming to it from where I was, I was like, hey, the speed here is great. Transactions per second are great. If I'm going to build on something, I'm going to probably build on Solana. I've been around long enough that I felt comfortable with kind of the robustness of the network that had proven itself that it hit some bottlenecks and was working through them as it's continued to do over the last year or so. Um, with my film background, I thought, hey, there's an awesome opportunity here. I've always been interested in the way that we kind of create content and get it out there. I thought that the way that film content is created, it's kind of done the same way it's been done for the last hundred years, which is where you have a, a handful of large studios that kind of take that risk. They put the money up front, they order content, it's made, and then it's distributed. There's a lot of bottlenecks there, even though we live in a time where it's easier than ever to create incredibly high quality content. I mean, someone in the middle of South America can get a hold of a fairly high quality camera and audio equipment and actually create really good looking content. Their issue is a distribution model, having the connections to talk to the right people to get that published. And I thought, hey, there's an opportunity here for blockchain kind of open accounting to combine with the film bottleneck of needing funding to create a better product. So that's kind of a little bit about me and where then I kind of landed with starting moonstream.com. We founded that just a kind of launched that just a couple of months ago. Uh, the kind of initial pitch of, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take, you know, blockchain accounting. We're going to apply it to allow uh, essentially micro backers, you know, in traditional accounting, it'd be impossible to have 5,000 micro backers jump in and put their funds behind a project and get it made. Right. And right now for, for individuals that are interested in backing creative content, they really just kind of got Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Um, there's some other platforms trying to do something, but, you know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they're really a charitable platform, right? It's like, Hey, we think this creator, this producer is doing something cool. You know, we'll give them some money and we'll get like a signed script or something like that. Right. Um, what we're doing with Moonstream is a little different. I say it's kind of like Kickstarter and Netflix combined for, for web three. So what we're doing is we're saying, Hey, people can back a creator's film project. And that project is represented by an NFT collection. So people pledge towards a film project. Once it meets its kind of minimum goal, the project's going to happen. The NFT collection is released to the backers. So the backers have their NFTs that represent their stake in that film. The film gets made. And then when it's streamed on the platform, uh, and our plans are for when it's streamed off the platform, the revenue from those films come to a central wallet represented by that film. And we have a contract that sits on chain where any funds that come into that film or show's wallet are just automatically distributed proportionally to whoever holds the NFTs to kind of represent that film. So it allows a bunch of micro backers to support a project and then actually trade their stake in that project. Uh, and the life cycle of that film just continues. So it's really a, an exciting thing that isn't really being done uh, right now. So we're pretty, pretty jazzed on it. That's, I mean... Everything there is just so interesting to me. Um, and I, I, I love that you came kind of from like a film background at the beginning, went to IT and, and sort of, you know, networking 
to really have a job. And then you, you know, you got a, you built a, a company out of that. So you can come at this from a lot of different angles. And I think for a lot of skeptics of, you know, blockchain or crypto, a lot of them say, but why do you need a, an open public blockchain to do it? Why can't, you know, just right. an internal ledger or database, just do it. And so you're coming from a perspective where you can kind of uniquely speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think crypto kind of skepticism, um, people, I think, think they see that there's something there. Uh, I think the average person, when you talk to them, is kind of like, I hear about this thing, I see it's there, but like, isn't it scammy? Or, you know, they're unsure, right? They've heard so much. It's volatile, it's full of scams, you know, bad people use this. Um, and they're kind of like weary, but they're all also kind of like, well, we've probably heard enough people that are kind of smart business people, I guess, that are like public figures talk about this, that there's probably something there we're unsure. That's definitely a block in the creative space. Um, with Moonstream, we've been reaching out to a lot of different producers and directors. You know, a lot of them are like, hey, I don't know anything about cryptocurrencies or blockchain, um, but what are you guys doing and how does that work with me? Uh, and what I always say to someone that's new to blockchain or maybe a little skeptical is I'm like, hey, I am not a, a Bitcoin is Jesus kind of guy, okay? So I'm not like Bitcoin, if there's a problem, Bitcoin solves it. Like, I understand that there's a place for maxis and all that. That's not me. I, I'm like, let's use technology for what it's good at to make everyone's lives better. You don't, right? pray, you don't pray at the altar of Satoshi? Yeah, I do not have a Bitcoin altar in my house. Uh, not at all. So I just, I really, I actually think that kind of hurts the space when people are just like, hey, everything's solved by blockchain because everything isn't solved by blockchain. We can get into the whole philosophy of human nature, but there are some things that blockchain does solve um, which is really cool. And one of those things is open accounting. So in film, there's literally a term called Hollywood accounting that's very common in the space. And it's, it's summed up in the fact that Return of the Jedi was a total bust, which it wasn't. But on paper, it was. And uh, in film school, they always used to say the most creative people in Hollywood are the accountants because any film that's successful will be structured to not be successful. And there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, it works well if you're a studio and it's kind of this in-house circuit, it really helps avoid, you know, paying out proceeds to certain individuals that negotiated for net profit, which is a dumb thing to do. If you're a star and you're working with a studio, that's why they negotiate for gross profit, unlike almost any other industry. Um, but also it's a great way to avoid, you know, certain levels of taxation, that kind of thing. Film studios do it all the time. Mm -hmm. However, it is a huge block to outside investors. You know, there is like a small section of people that try to invest in indie films and that kind of thing. Incredibly risky. You want to talk about volatile, often never make a cent. And a lot of that is because these backers might invest in this producer that they really believe he's an honest guy, right? And he goes and he's like, I get together my 500,000, my million, I make this movie and the backers are all jazzed on it. And then he goes and he, and he tries to sell it to a distributor because you have to have people watch it, right? And then that distributor buys the rights to it. And then this chain just starts of this company sells to this other distribution company, sells these rights to this company, sells these rights to that company. And what happens is any profits from this film are shielded all along the way. Mm -hmm. So the backers that originally invested in that, they never see a cent usually. Yeah. There's money made. It's just, it doesn't come back to them. So with... With what we're doing with Moonstream, we're saying, hey, we're going to have a, a central film wallet. 
proceeds from this film dump into this wallet and algorithmically just distribute to whoever holds the NFTs that represent kind of your stake in this movie. And what it allows you to do is kind of trust that, hey, this is going to be done instantly and quickly because you can check the code online. That's It's what open accounting is good for. You know, even if you had a traditional film with a studio and you tried to have 5,000 micro investors jump into a film, yeah, splitting out that profit and that accounting would be a nightmare. It's just not feasible. So I really think that what we're doing with Moonstream opens up a whole kind of funding source for a lot of these creators that would have been impossible without algorithmically programmable accounting that everyone can verify. Um, really, it's, it's not been done much yet. And there's certainly yeah. some legal hurdles in certain places that we've got a pretty good plan to work through, uh, but it's a very cool potential. It reminds me a lot of, uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's Royal.io where they're kind of doing uh, music streaming, yep. uh, you know, rights, I guess, uh, where these artists can sell, um, you know, portions, very small portions of their streaming that they do on Spotify and YouTube. And those, a portion of that gets sent to, you know, the people who've bought the NFTs uh, of those songs. It's a really, really interesting model. Uh, you kind of alluded to something earlier that I think is important to dive on. How do you go about, cause you're right at the beginning of this and you know, the roadmap we can talk about in a minute, how do you get people, you know, on board? Like, where do you start? You know, yeah. it's a very, very much a chicken or an egg thing. Like, oh, how do you 100%. Get, like can, investors, <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing there yet, but where, you, do, you, where do you come do you start? From, right? yeah, do you yeah. go, and it sounds like you're going the creator route. Yeah. So with any kind of startup, you've got to find that right fit in the market and where you fit in. Um, I think where we originally started was we said, hey, let's start with our funding portal. Uh, so we kind of broke our site up into three sections. We're like, we're going to have a watch portal where you watch content. We're going to have a marketplace where you can kind of trade your NFTs that represents your stake in these films. We're going to have a funding portal. And this is where creators put projects in and they can be backed. And then this, this content's made. So we started with saying like, Okay, we're going to build the bare bones of this site out. And then now we're going to build a funding portal and let's launch some content through here. But as we started to talk to a couple of creators that were interested in launching content, we're like, hey, you know, this is somewhat obvious, but like it takes a little bit to make this content, which in the traditional film world is like, hey, that's understood. That's fine. But really, as we're getting into kind of our target market of who's backing these projects, you know, a month is like a year in blockchain terms, right? So to take six months to 18 months to make a, a film or a show, that's like an eternity. Right. So to start with the funding portal and be like, I was like, okay, you know, for a lot of our backers, this is a long burn. Um, and for a lot of our viewers, this might be a long burn. So we kind of shifted tracks and you're actually catching us right before the launch of our watch stream portal. And we said how, so we need to get viewers in here then. So originally we we're saying we're going to launch these projects through the funding portal, and we're going to go to the viewers. We still plan to do that. We have some individuals who have done a couple of successful independent films that have a following online. And we said, instead of just trying to like launch the product and just show it in our portal, we're going to launch the product. We're going to show it in their channels. You know, they show it on, you know, Tubi or YouTube, sure. and they're doing a decent profit with these things. And we were saying, let's just launch through here. People can back them. And then this off-chain content, whether it's a short theatrical run 
or a deal with the TV distributor, that's fine. Let's bring the media to the, to the people where the viewers are. But the, those funds need to come back to the on-chain wallet. So we're kind of capturing off-chain value and bringing it on-chain that way, which is a really cool thing about the platform. Um, but again, there's kind of the burn of getting our own content portal where we have viewers and subscribers. So we shifted the focus and we said, you know what, we're starting with a kind of a web three crypto aware crowd. Let's just double down on that and make it fun. So let's have a streaming portal that, that really appeals to a crypto audience. So what we did is we actually took a bunch of films that are classic Hollywood films that are in the public domain and we loaded them up in our portal. So we have all these classic films. I could actually, if you want me, I can show you a screen. I'll show you a brief preview of sure, it if you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me pop that up here. Do you have allowance to share your screen? No, it says it's disabled right now. Hang on a sec. Let me know when you fix it. Okay. Oh, there we go. We got it. Good. Okay. So I'm just going to show you a brief preview of kind of our beta portal. This is not live for the world yet. Sure. Uh, but it is kind of out there. So hold on two seconds. So this is our watch portal. This is our site, right? We've got it split up into watch, market, fund, and we have a little community tab because that's important uh, in the streaming world and in the Web3 space. And that's what's unique about Moonstream is we're really doubling down on the community. The idea that there's a place for viewer backers and creators, especially viewers. You know, instead of just being this, I'm just a consumer, uh, a viewer actually gets to kind of participate in the experience. So we loaded up our stream portal. And we've loaded up all these classic films. Many of them are great films. And what we're doing, though, is because these are public domain and able to be manipulated, our way of kind of engaging viewers off the bat is saying, hey, we're going to hide Easter eggs in these films. So, for example, we're going to take like a, a Degas NFT, which might be worth $12,000, and we're going to insert it like for five seconds in like three random films across the platform. And people have a month to find it. If you find the Easter egg and you give us the time things, then you win the NFT. Oh, so as cool. a viewer, you kind of like have this kind of watch to earn incentive, right? Yeah. And we're also going to do giveaways. So like if you sign up and you're watching content, you stream content for five minutes, you know, for, for 15 out of 30 days, you know, you're touching base occasionally in the platform, you automatically go on a randomized drawing to win an NFT or, or a cool whitelist spot or that kind of thing. Um, so that's our way of getting people in the door is doing what people in the blockchain space love, which is like giving them free opportunities uh, to get stuff. Yeah. Um, and all the while they get to watch some great, you know, classic films along the way. Uh, now the initial signup project long-term, we plan for Moonstream to be something that onboards, you know, kind of non-crypto people to the space. But for the initial kind of launch, we we're going very niche in the sense of, Hey, this is for, our, our crypto audience. So you might see heroes who ate, wag me classics, not going to make it. You know, these are like some of the best low budget films that have ever been made. I mean, I personally can't wait to subscribe and watch Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Uh, but there's some great ones in here. So we've got some great titles for people. My personal favorite is scared eight couch club. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of really kind of making it fun. Right. And the yeah. way we're doing subscriptions off the bat is, we're saying, hey, you go to play, you'd have to just start your setup. Um, again, you connect your wallet. Our, our subscription models, we're saying, hey, this is free if you want privacy ads. And what that is, is instead of um, 
having traditional ads that are bagging and tagging all your data. We're kind of doing this thing where it's like, hey, you can watch the platform for free if before you start your film, you watch a five to 10 second ad. And we're planning to, to talk to and kind of market to a lot of these different Web3 you know, startups. So whether it's someone that's going to launch an NFT collection or it's another cool Web3 product that's building itself up to do something, we'll say, hey, come on here, um, pay a small fee and just run, be the daily ad. And that, that's what you'll show before every video for the whole day kind of taking the brave browser approach to um, kind of privacy focused marketing. So for that, it's free. You just sign up and watch. So you don't have to pay and then say, Hey, you want to support the platform. Uh, you don't want to watch that little five to 10 second ad beforehand. Well, you can sign up, you know, 50 cents for five days or $2 for 30 days and you can jump in on all the fun. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, it's a little sneak peek at what we've got coming up for folks. Um, that's very cool. We're pretty excited about it. Yeah. I think it's a great way to kind of onboard our viewership. Our goal is, you know, really get to that first thousand subscribers pretty quickly yeah. and then just kind of build on that momentum. And then once we've got subscribers in here, they're kind of enjoying these classic films. I mean, that's kind of a cool thing in itself. You've got this sort of collection of these like classic kind of trend setting films that we've co- like we've curated in here. And we're going to keep adding to the collection. We have a whole backlog of hundreds of films that we can push through here and Along with that, then that gives us opportunity to launch some original content through our funding portal and give people an opportunity to see like, hey, this watch portal's up, there's viewers here. Now we're going to launch some new projects from our funding side. Uh, and then we'll open up our market portal for people to kind of start trading um, the NFTs that, that back these different projects. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, it's a very interesting project. One of the more interesting projects I think that I've seen. Um, thanks yeah you're welcome i really mean that and and, and the creator space is something that i think is you know in addition to nfts or collectibles uh you know creator economy type uh solutions i think are low-hanging fruit in in uh blockchain so um for that reason i think that this one is interesting um even the last Two months, Mike. I mean, you've probably seen it in the NFT space. I think like it's kind of funny that we're doing this moonstream thing. And you know, we just kind of went public and said we're gonna do this in June, like kind of June 15th, June 20th. We had no following. We had a dev team. We've been working on this for months before, but we just did a brave browser ad just kind yeah. of right off the gate. We had That's no, how I saw you. Yeah, we had no following. we we were no one. We were like, let's just test this proof of concept. You know, I've worked in in real estate and in other software development and one of the big things I believe in is you got to know, like, are people actually interested in this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So we had zero awareness. And we, so we just threw an ad out there and we did a launch of our Moonstream Monkeys, which is kind of our own platform, mm-hmm. community-driven NFT, not tied to a film. It's like a fake film about monkeys making, you know, like a Shakespeare show on the moon. Um, and we just stuck it up there on Brave. We said, hey, do people resonate with this, this idea? And yeah. really, in, I mean, in a 24-hour period, you know, we did 25,000 plus in revenue from that mint. And that was a great validation that, Hey, this is a solid concept. We're moving in the right direction. So from there, we, we kind of built our little core community and we're doing our best to do right by them and really come out with a cool product. That's going to engage a lot more people. Well, that was most of our conversation. It wasn't all of it. There's more behind the paywall over at Blockchain Reaction through Seeking Alpha. You can get a whole lot more than just the podcast archive by becoming a member. There's a live chat with Blockchain Reaction community, a weekly newsletter with data and insights from the crypto market, a live portfolio, and two of my top token picks every single month. It's an awesome service, and I'd love to see you in the chat. 
The link to Blockchain Reaction is in the podcast description. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month.